I think C.J. Stroud broke the Ohio State quarterback curse. I think Ohio State finally is going to have a successful quarterback for years to come. I think that the Houston Texans are going to get to the playoffs, potentially win a wild card round game. I think C.J. Stroud is the right deal. I said it. He should have been the first QB in the draft over Bryce Young. He looks better than Bryce. Looks a little better than AR. AR looks better than Bryce Young, but I think C.J. Stroud is the real deal. D'Amico Ryans and the boys are going to build around this guy, and it's going to be a good career for C.J. Stroud. All About the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc. Hello and welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house. About to talk week four of the NFL season with Chris Kameinhart and Luke Rule. No doc tonight, boys. He's just getting home from a wedding. Shout out to his brother as he's a happily married man. But Chris, I start with you. I notice you're not wearing any Saints gear. It was a rough weekend for your New Orleans Saints as they lost 26-9. to to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker was shaking and baking out there. The defense looked good. The question, though, is through four weeks, where is this Saints offense at? Uh, It was definitely a rough uh, football weekend in general. It was the type of football weekend where you want to hop in your truck and uh, wrap it around a tree. So luckily I didn't do that. Um, Fuck. I mean, there's a lot, Mark. There's a lot. I mean, if Dennis Allen doesn't we'll talk fucking, LSU, yeah, we'll talk LSU if, in a couple of days. But yeah, we understand. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, Dennis Allen came out today. He said there's going to be no coaching changes. Hey, if he doesn't make any coaches changes soon, him and Pete Carmichael are going to be on the side of the road after this year. Yeah. So, like I said, that I mean, I'm a little, little confused where this offense has been. I thought they were going to be a little better. I AK, he came back at 13 catches, not many big, not big yards, but he came back. He looked decent, I guess, but I'm just shocked Derek Carr. I know he was hurt, but he's not looking like the Derek Carr I thought he could have looked like. But, Luke, moving on to the Ravens, dude. Big win. Kind of got fortunate. Deshaun Watson didn't play. We don't know what would have happened. We'll find out later down the road when they're at Baltimore when Watson's back. But, hey, 28-3, you beat up on that rookie that I was high on, DTR. So, how you feeling heading out of uh, – Feel good, yeah. It's – uh. You know, Ravens going against the number one defense, and we still put up big points. Lamar Jackson, four touchdowns. So, I mean, it proves like he can throw the ball, he can run the ball. He had two rushing, two passing. So, Ravens offense looked good. Uh, down, still a starting offensive lineman and two receivers, and still able to move the ball down the field. So, I liked it. I was a little impressed with Lamar. I mean, I know, I know the yards weren't a lot, but two touchdowns, he was pretty accurate with the ball. And like you said, number one defense. So, I'm not expecting him to go out there and throw for 300-plus yards and like five TDs, but – I thought it was a pretty good game. He looked a lot more comfortable. You know, he was still getting pressured, but his legs came in there. So I was impressed with the Ravens offense this week, and I called them out. Yeah. I said the Ravens need to show something with Todd Muckin, and, and they, they did. I thought they looked pretty good this weekend. But, boys, I had to wake up at 6.15 in the morning to watch my team shit the bed across the pond. Um, I know we're going to talk about it later, but it's time for Desmond Ritter to sit on the bench or something because – I'm just not high on them. I think our defense is pretty solid. Our defense only gave up 16 points to the Jaguars. So, I mean, that's that's manageable for an offense, like a good offense to win games. Our running game looked good. I just don't – I don't think Ritter's the guy. I get our O-line. It's not the best at pass protection, but good quarterbacks can beat the blitz, and he's not even acting like a good quarterback. And I'm not expecting him to be fucking Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or guys like that, but just fucking be an average QB. 
be, I mean, he's looking better than Joe Burrow this year, but just fucking be what Joe Burrow was a couple of years ago. Be be that kind of Joe Burrow at least. I, I think Burrow is like the last ranked quarterback in the NFL right now. So yeah, looks better yeah. Than I him. mean, it was rough to see that uh pick six Toy Story version, you know? Yeah, that that's right there. I mean, we were driving. You know, it was. I mean, it would have been probably like ten, maybe ten ten at that time. But like I said, our defense is playing good. I'm, I'm I love our I love our defense doing. I love the, the young nucleus we have. Just not a fan of Desmond Ritter at the moment. I, I thought he had some talent. He's at home this week, so he'll probably win that game. He's undefeated at home in college and in the NFL. But, boys, speaking of a home team, the Buffalo Bills. You know, this was supposed to be the game of the week. We were hoping it was going to be a primetime game. We were literally talking about it. But, damn, they just fucking manhandled the Miami Dolphins. They literally – they pretty much killed this Dolphin like the Dolphin died from Jim Irsay. You know, that Dolphin that he, he bought out of Miami. They fucking just – they killed this Dolphin. They, they fucking – they controlled Tyreek Hill – Control Jalen Waddle. Tua looked like he was fucking nervous out there. Mostert didn't have a good game. A-Chain was decent. But are the Buffalo Bills legit? Are, are we just forgetting? Like, should we forget about that week one loss? Did they shut up the, the naysayers, the, you know, the, the doubters? Are the Buffalo Bills proving that the window is not closing on them yet? And there's no drama with Stephon Diggs, obviously, at three touchdowns. Yeah, clearly no drama. I mean, they they went in there and executed what the Patriots tried to execute. They did shut the defense down. The only difference between the Bills and the Patriots is the Bills have an offense. So they were able to capitalize on that. And, I mean, it just shows, like, the game plan on to beating Miami in the playoffs is you just got to shut the offense down. Yeah, and that's what they did. Yeah. Like uh, like I said, uh, my T- Tyree Killhead – Three catches, fifty-eight yards on five targets, and Jalen Waddle four for forty-six on five targets. So they they manhandled them. I mean, they and and they lost White too. Like I said, we're gonna talk about him. He tore his Achilles, ruptured his Achilles, whatever. So I think they have plenty of depth. Uh, Micah Hyde had a crazy interception. So I don't care who the Bills have out there. Their defense is pretty pretty deep, I think. And Sean McDermott McDermott is a defensive coach. So the boys are gonna be playing high defense all year long. Yeah, I mean, I said I said it last week that. I think the Bills are going to run away with this game. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer than that, but I mean, the Miami is, you know, traveling up to the New New York is a little chilly for them. A little sixty degree weather. The Dolphins couldn't. They're going to they're going to go fucking die out in the sixty degree weather, and they did. Fucking uh, Josh Allen, yeah, he definitely shut up the haters this week. He fucking balled out. Like he was just lighting the Dolphins' defense up. Like I don't think I don't think he had like one mistake really the entire game. They said he had six throws. Uh, well, the last the last three weeks he's had six throws off, six throws off like uh, target essentially. That's pretty good. I mean, and if this is the Josh Allen we're gonna get, boys, the NFL better watch out because this Josh Allen not turning the ball over, looking good, making the correct throws. It's a they, scary they game. They pissed him off week one. Now he's they mad. did. <laughs> oh, they did. They came out and they met. we saw what they did against the Commanders last week, and they they beat the hottest team. I mean, at least what based on the previous week. So. You know, the Dolphins fucking won by 50 points and they lose by 28. So they didn't even score half of what they did essentially against the the uh, Denver Broncos. But yeah, I think the AFC right now, if you're, if you're looking through four weeks, it's the Buffalo Bills. I know the Ravens are three and one. I mean, I know the Dolphins are three and one still, but they just lost. And we get it, the Chiefs are three and one too. But I think Buffalo looks like the more complete team on offense and defense. The Dolphins have question marks on defense. I mean, I'm not saying the offense is going to be shit, but there are so many question marks on defense when they play a high expl- – sorry, high explosive offense. Yeah, I mean, the Bills The Bills definitely look number one in the AFC. 
like you said, I mean, the Ravens are up there as well. The Chiefs are up there, of course. But, I mean, the Bills are the one team that have, like, dominated all three of their their wins. I mean, you have that one shaky game in New York week one. Give them a write-off. Aaron Rodgers goes down. The whole vibe in that game was just off. And then, yeah, so, and, I mean. Well, most teams had a pretty shaky week one, too. So, I mean, that week one could have went any, any which way for any other team, too. So, like. Ravens had a shaky week one, but ended up pulling off the win. So like other other teams are pretty. It's a pretty nasty week one. I think every overall. team besides the 49ers have had a shaky week at least. I mean, I get it. The Eagles are four and zero, but they've had some shaky wins. So it's not like, I mean, like they're coming out and they're kicking ass like the Niners. The Niners had a slow first half against the, the Rams, but they turned it around the second half. So it wasn't like it was a a bad win. I mean, they scored thirty points in that win. So I don't know. I, I think Josh Allen. I mean, I don't think he's the MVP at the moment, but he keeps doing this. I mean, he's going to start putting his name in that hat for MVP. He yes. hasn't got it yet, so he's not, he's not looking good for my uh, my early preseason pick. But the the Bills missing the playoffs. It's not looking yeah. good for me. I didn't. I didn't mean. I thought that. I mean, obviously, I had the Jets win the division, so think things change. But I think the Bills yeah. are my second place team in the AFC. So I mean, if you if you'd have told me Aaron Rodgers was not going to play for the Jets, yeah, Buffalo, I'm putting uh, back in yeah, number one. Story. Just the way. It, yeah, different story if if uh, there's no Aaron Rodgers at all. So, but boys, well, the did they finally? Sh- but the question though is, are the doubters going to stay quiet for now? Are they still going to keep doubting this team? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see too much. Her. I didn't see too much doubt around the team, anyways. I mean, week one, like Luke said, was very shaky. Everybody's offense was pretty fucking shaky. I mean, Bills have come out and pretty much shut down anything. If there was any doubters, that they're still here to compete. I mean, people are. It's really the doubts on Allen because, like, like Luke said, he looked good, but they think he's careless with the ball, leads the league in turnovers since he's been in the league. So, people have the, those, you know, criti- criticism essentially towards him. Yeah, if if he can just control throwing up some punts to the to the defense, I think. I mean, I think he's getting better as like the season's going on. Probably get a little more comfortable. Week one was just a bad week one for him. He he's looked a lot better the past three weeks throwing the ball, and he's just fucking lighting defenses up with Diggs and Gabe Davis. In this in this game right here, like you said, Gabe Davis, that's good. We want to see him get involved. That's what I expected him last year to do, but he was a little inconsistent anymore with deep ball throw. I've seen a lot more, you know, medium throws with him this year. But they did they did this last or Sunday without the run game being effective. Like really, their leading rusher was Latavius Murray, another UCF boy with 32 oh, yards nice. and four carries. So James Cook didn't have that explosive game he had the last two weeks. So they dropped almost 50 points without a run game. And that's the old Buffalo Bills work we've used to, but I think this run game is going to be a little better throughout the year. So expect the Buffalo Bills boys to keep their name in that hat, you know, best team in the league. So but boys, yeah, I completely agree. Speaking of best teams, there's two of them left. There's two four and teams left. You have the Philadelphia Eagles who we just saw went to overtime against the commanders. Chris's, you know, bold prediction of a sneaky commanders team, maybe making the playoffs in the San Francisco 49ers, who Luke predicted would go 17-0. and So that, that opens the door. We know where Luke's going to go, but we want to hear where, it's, where he thinks the Eagles are going to lose. Which of these two 4-0 teams lose first? And don't forget, these, these guys play each other a week after Thanksgiving. So can they maybe make it that far to Thanksgiving? We'll see. But open up to you guys. Who loses first and where at? Well, I'm I'm not, gonna, I'm, it's, it's going yeah, to be the Eagles who lose first. I mean, I already had 49ers going 17-0, and hey, they haven't changed my mind at all. They they pretty much dominated every team they've played this year. Big Cock Brock's just fucking lighting up defenses, you know, doing his uh, 
not doing too much, you know, just game managing. I mean, he's got the most talented offensive weapons in the NFL, probably. I mean, CMC had fucking four touchdowns and nearly fucking 50 fantasy points. So should have had five. Yeah, should have had five. He could have. He very could have had five. That think, on the yard, on the fucking yard line. That would have stuck too, that Chris. one in, right? Yeah. Well, What's so they tried getting it to use check. It was Purdy that got it, but the first handoff yeah. was to, to the fullback, use check, and then they said, fuck it, we'll yeah. give it to Purdy. Show, show some love to use check, former Raven. That's what they said. They uh, said, so, you got to pay respect to all, all your greats. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, if they don't lose the Rams, they'll probably be the Jets, but I think they lose. The Eagles are going to lose the Dolphins at the Dolphins. I think, no. Yeah. They're, yeah, no, they're yeah. at home. At home yeah, they're at home. Sunday. And prime time. Sunday night football. I, I agree with you, Luke. I think that that's where the Eagles lose. I think that they start 6 0. I think that I think they beat the Rams pretty not convincingly, but it's not going to be as close as it's been. And I don't know which Jets we're going to see. If we saw what we saw last night with Zach Wilson, then sure it might be a close game. But I think the Eagles start six and zero, and I would not be shocked if these boys went to the week after Thanksgiving. But I do have the Niners starting ten and zero and then losing week their eleventh game against the Seahawks on Thanksgiving night in Seattle. It's going to be a hell of a crowd. The twelfth man will be out. I don't know if the Seahawks are truly better. But I think in that environment for that night, the Seahawks will be just a tad bit better. So I have the Niners starting off ten and zero. I have the Eagles starting six and zero. I think too much Tua, too much speed on that offense is going to be just enough for the Dolphins to beat them in Philly. Yeah, I mean, I see the Eagles losing Game Seven against Miami. They've struggled against Washington, went into overtime there. I mean, if Sam Howell could have connected a couple dots, that would have been game over there. And then struggled with Tampa, Minnesota, New England. I mean, I see the the Niners are literally a complete team, and I don't see them losing for a while. Yeah. That, yeah. that game with Tampa was just a couple plays away from being a, a very completely different game. A couple missed throws by Baker, a couple drops by Mike Evans, completely different game. And the and the Sam Howell game too. Like if I mean I we we know it. Like O line's a big thing, but the Commanders O line looks like ass. So like. If they had just a little bit better pass protection, that offense probably scores a couple more times. And and I give it to Sam Howell. He looked good, but, I mean, Hurts and them did their thing. But, hey, boys, they also, if they if they beat Miami, before they play the, the Niners, they got to go at the Commanders, which they lost to last year, for Jalen Hurts' only start since, since last year that he's lost in the regular season. And then they have to play the Dallas Cowboys at home, and they have to go at the Chiefs and home for the Bills. That's all before the Niners. So they have a tough little October and November so the Eagles have a, a tough stretch, you know, after this uh, next two games. Yeah, they could easily drop three or four games before they play the Niners. And does that open and, the door for the Dallas Cowboys to, to maybe take the NFC East by maybe by the, the, the their grasp? No, that opens the door for the New York Giants to come in and take the lead. <laughs> you must have not watched tonight, Chris. They uh, they had a great game, but... Uh, I don't think he's watched any Giants game so far. He's still thinking the Giants going to fucking... Oh, Danny Dimes just fucking robbed New York. Oh yeah, he he bankrupt them. Yeah, he, slow start. Joe Burrow just start. fucking robbing teams. <laughs> I mean, but no, I I think that the Niners, like you said, Chris, more complete. I mean, Brock Brock Stewart's thing only had one incompletion against the Arizona Cardinals against the Cardinals, but still one incompletion. He's not like he threw the ball ten times. He threw it twenty plus, so that's a pretty good game. Like you said, CMC. I- I don't think I don't think you can say just the Cardinals anymore. I think at this point in the season we have to put some some respect on the Cardinals teams. I mean, I know uh, that yeah. they're not out there winning. I know they're not out there winning games, but they're fucking competing. I mean, they they put up a struggle. They won against Dallas. 
put up a struggle with fucking um the Niners this weekend. Like I know we were shitting on the Cardinals this off season, but I think we got to show them some respect right now. They they got Cardinals got a big game next week too, hosting Joe Burrow down in Arizona. He's off. Watch watch out! <laughs> Joe yeah, Burrow that, might take another L. Cardinals are coming not, out to play. That guy does not look good neither at the moment. I mean, just a kind of a bad bad time to be a Bengals fan at the moment. Chris, your second team is not looking too hot right now. No, I mean we'll, we can. I don't know if you want to dig into it now or later, but. When we go I mean, over to Joe, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll dig the bangles. Maybe that'll be our overreaction to end the show. We'll have some time for overreaction. But, boys, I was mentioning Christian McCaffrey. And that I've been talking about it with another chat. Not, not, not you guys. Different set of boys I talked to about football. And this year, I'm not sold that through four games on pretty much a quarter of the season that there's a quarterback that's the MVP of the season. So, is Christian McCaffrey the MVP right now? If it was said and done, the season's over. Is Christian McCaffrey? He's leads the league in rushing. He has 141 yards receiving. He's up there in the yak department, touchdowns department. The man's fucking balling out there. So, I mean, and if I, if it's gonna be quarterback, who who would you pick? But I mean, I don't think a QB right now is 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 set. You know, his name out there for the MVP. I I think it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I think this is the year that a quarterback's not going to get it. I think Christian McCaffrey's in the lead. It's his to lose right now for MVP. Like you said, Mark, there's not there's not a quarterback out there that is showing MVP status. I mean, we could maybe argue Tua, but then the game last week against the Bills, this past weekend against the Bills, like pretty much shot that one in his foot. I mean, we can maybe argue if Josh Allen stays consistent on what he's doing now, he could be in the running, but like your big names like Hertz, Mahomes, those big name quarterbacks, they're they're out of the running. They're not well, looking I, good. I have a sleeper name for quarterback. If it was up to me, and I'm saying the best QB this year, I get it. Tua, he's he leads the league in yards by you know less than a hundred. He's only got nine touchdowns and three interceptions. I get it. This guy might not have as many touchdowns. He's got six touchdowns and zero interceptions, no turnovers. CJ Stroud, I don't care if he's a rookie. The guy, the guy's balling. He, he looks like the only rookie of the year. Yeah, he's on pace for rookie of the year for offense. He's probably the only successful Ohio State QB that I've seen play. I know Fields is still out there playing, but CJ Stroud actually looks successful. He's two and two. No one expected the Houston Texans to be two and two through the first four games. A lot of people didn't even have the Houston Texans winning two games this season. Yeah, I don't think I did. <laughs> I think yeah, I had I mean, him one or two. Yeah. Him and his boy, him and his boy Collins are becoming a deadly fucking threat on the field. Tank Dell as well. Tank Dell didn't have a good yeah. game last week, but he's been pretty good this year as well. A rookie yeah. receiver. And Cooks. Yeah. Or Cooks not looking too bad. Oh, Woods. Yeah. Woods isn't looking too Robert, bad for an yeah. older receiver. And the defense yeah. is playing at a high. I mean, I know this is not CJ Stroud, but the defense in general, which we're going to talk about the AFC South in a little bit, but we'll, we'll save that part. But yeah, CJ Stroud, ball, and I, I think he's having a good year. He's. His completion percentage is not that up there, but he's throwing for over 1,200 yards. And like I said, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, the kid's balling out there. I mean, and he's just getting better and better. So maybe he makes a, an imprint in there. I don't think I've ever seen a rookie win you know, MVP. But I think Chris McCaffrey, it's his award at the moment. I, I, unfortunately, I think that's just where it's at. I think he's doing better than any receiver. And, I mean, J.J.'s still up there, but I don't think he's having that like breakout year like he had last year. And it's it's not even with Chris McCaffrey. It's not even like he's on a team where it's just him. I mean, you have Debo Samuel out there. You have Brandon Ayuk out there. You have George Kittle. I mean, I know Kittle's not doing what he was supposed to do, 
shout out to when we did sleepers and bust and i said that it was a bust he's looking like a bust boys yeah i mean he, he starts for, slow for fantasy year, points too. wise yeah hey he, he's serving that big blocking role this year for 49 and he loves yeah he loves blocking so. Yeah, but he's doing it with all these it's weapons around him. Yeah, is that he said to Luke CMC? I mean, are we? I, guess I mean, he's I think he's a clear clear front runner right now. I mean, some of these defensive guys can get some looks too. TJ Watt. I mean, I mean, I know Steelers aren't playing that well, and if uh, Michael Parsons, I mean, those, those two guys can be in the conversation, but Miles will they really Garrett get to make- defense? Yeah, Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett might miss next week. I don't know. I'm not sure how hurt he is. Yeah, I- He's a, he, he's hurt. I don't know what the I don't know what it actually was, but I know he didn't he leave the game early. Yeah, I can't remember if he I came mean, back in the game. It's a not. blowout. I know he too. went out for a little bit. Could have just left because it was it was getting pretty ugly. No no reason to keep getting hurt out there if you're, if you're already nicked yeah. up. But so, hey, Khalil Mack, you know he wasn't even he had no sacks coming until until yesterday's yeah, game. Yeah, like what, he's six? now tied. He's tied for the lead at six sacks. So Cleo Mack was able to eat though because of Joey Bosa being out. I mean, it just shows that Cleo Mack maybe still has oh, it. He's and he's going, to, going against his old team too. So it's probably a yeah. revenge game. Well, I don't think and he, a has, rookie he, quarterback. Has, he has no hate towards the Raiders. Yeah, I think he, all the hate was towards John Gruden. I, I mean, you still think yeah. he wants to play good against his old team? Oh, yeah, he, he does. But yeah. I don't think it, that, that hatred he had when Gruden's there is it's all gone now. But. Boys, uh, moving on to a former team of Khalil Max, the Chicago Bears. They currently own the first two picks of the NFL draft. And I know Chris said if you don't get this win, that you tell Doc, if they don't get a win this game, they might not win at all this year. Is it? Is this how it's going to be? Are the Carolina Panthers and the Bears going to suck so bad that they do get the first two picks of the draft? I mean, I I could see Carolina maybe busting out a win or two from the NFC South. I mean, you know how the division games are, Mark. I mean, they're ugly. Any team can fucking win. So I can see maybe Carolina sneaking out a couple wins in the South. The the Bears, though, God, they were, what was it, like 27-3 to three or something? Like something oh, ridiculous where they should have just walked away with the win. And look at the Panthers' schedule. Uh, they, I think they, they were someone, up, they're someone up 31. Looked, they were up 28-7, right. to seven, the Bears were. 28-7? But the Bears do play the the Panthers this year on Thursday night football in November. Somebody will have to win that game. Somebody will tie. have to win that game. Or they tie. That might be each other's first win. Or they might both be winless going into that game. Yeah, so, I mean. Because I mean, the, Pan- the, the Panthers have a pretty good schedule leading up to that. They have the Lions, the Dolphins, the Texans, the Colts, and then they play the Bears. So those yeah, aren't the Bears got fucking games. Commanders. Uh, Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, then the Panthers. Where's the Vikings uh, game at? Was it home or away? It's at home. It's it's home. So I can see them maybe sl- sneaking out a game at home. It's just I don't know. But I, I mean I don't that's, know. They, they suck. That's so what bad. I thought I this week. That's that's the reason I switched my pick is for fucking them <laughs> to yeah, win Luke, at home. Luke, God. if you did, if if you stuck with your picks that you did on the show on the app, you would have won this week. Not, yeah, not the guy God. that won. So, yeah, but no, I, I, I think it's a good shot that they get the first two picks. I really do. I think that these teams combined might have two or th- three wins combined. I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest thing we can pull from the game is that like Justin Fields is not the issue. It's it's the coaches around him. I mean, Justin Fields balled out. I get it. He wasn't going against an NFL defense, but. I still like 28 for 35, 335 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Like he balled out for the Bears. 
he got he finally got DJ Moore involved. Khalil Herbert, I mean, he got a hundred, he got over a hundred rushing yards. Like Cole Komet, yeah, Cole Komet balled out. I mean, sleeper and fantasy. God damn, he came out of nowhere. Hey, Doc like, had him in Doc had him in our dynasty matchup, and I still got the W. But yeah, but it's like well, I, we we need to see more going up against an actual defense and not against the Denver Broncos because that's. I know they got to win, but God, that game should have just fucking. That should have just got tied. The the Broncos have been a good defense. I don't know what's happened with them since that Commander second half. They've been just so shit. Now they did lock it down the fourth quarter, but they've been pretty shit. What are we saying? Look about defense next. Oh yeah, the Commanders at at DC too. That's yeah. The Commanders are playing good ball too. So their defense didn't look great last week. Just not against the Bills. Or the Eagles. The Eagles put up points, but the Bears aren't the Eagles or the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So we don't think we have to worry about that. But, yeah, I think it's a good shot, though. These boys, these guys get the first two picks. We'll see. Caleb Williams, Robert Harrison. I know there's some of those conspiracy theories. I think Chris has mentioned it. You know, you fire your coach, get Lincoln Riley and get Caleb Williams. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams have been together. Well, Caleb Williams has been with Lincoln Riley ever since he's been in college. So the I mean, Bears are going to have to throw the fucking house up, fucking Lincoln Riley to move. Well, he got like a hundred million dollars for to go to USC. He got a house. He had a fucking he got a private jet. So they're gonna have to throw the fucking house to get him to leave. And that house is fucking gorgeous too. Yeah, and they bought his old house in Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, and the biggest thing is like, is Caleb Williams gonna enter the draft if the Bears have the number one? I mean, if Lincoln Riley says, "Hey, I'm gonna go coach the Bears," that is a, that is a possibility just because he'll be with his college coach. He, tra- I mean, he transferred to USC because of Lincoln Riley. It's not like he yeah. just went to USC because Oklahoma was going to be shit. I mean, yeah, they had Badger last year, but uh, he he followed Lincoln Riley essentially is what he did. Yeah, I, but, I don't think they could pull Lincoln Riley out of fucking USC though. I don't see that happening. But I don't there's think so. He's got a good thing going where he's at. Why leave yeah. to a shit organization and just fucking fail in the NFL again and just come back? Well, I mean, he's never had a chance in the NFL. I don't think. Not yet. Oh, yeah, that I mean, he said looks. The Cardinals. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. But, I mean, there's been called yeah. coaches that have worked that have come in there. I mean, we see Pete Carroll. Pete he's Carroll. in there. But he didn't work right away, neither. He had, to, he had to go a second time. But there are 10 teams, guys, right now at the moment with one win or less. So, there is some competition for some of these teams to suck with them. So, they're relying on Carolina being shit and then obviously them being shit. I don't. I mean, it's hard. I, I thought that we, we thought the Bears were going to try and compete this year. So... I mean, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on the next few games, but they do play each other in the beginning of November. So I think it's the first Thursday night of November that these two teams will play each other. So we'll see someone get a win eventually. Or a tie. Hopefully that game hopefully that game's flexed for fucking like three in the morning, you know? <laughs> we did get our first flex game too, by the way. Bucks and um ooh. The Ram? No, the yeah. No. The Bucks uh, they just should be I'm next pretty sure game, right? I'm pretty sure it's the Bucks and the Rams. Bucks Lions. Bucks Lions. Bucks Lions. The, the late the late four o'clock game on Fox. So looks like they're gonna try and make that America's game of the week. Rightfully so. Pretty two good teams at the moment. But AFC South, boys, all four teams are two and two at the moment. You know, I didn't think we this was what was possible. Like we said, we didn't think Houston was gonna be as good. I know you guys weren't high on the, the Titans. I mean, coming out there, I thought Mike Frabes was a good coach. But all teams two and two, Colts try making that comeback went to overtime. Who do we expect to take this division by the grip 
maybe pull away a little bit from the pack. Yeah, honestly, this is like this is one of those divisions that's a toss up. I mean, you have you have Tennessee that's hit or miss. Like, what offense are you going to get? Are you going to get an offense that's going to feed Derrick Henry and he's going to ball? Because clearly, that's the success for their offense. You have Jacksonville that still doesn't look like they found their offense yet. They did ball out a little bit against the Falcons. And then you have Houston that's, I mean, they're Houston. They're CJ Stroud's out there dropping dimes. And then the Colts, I mean, they're finding their way to get into games. And Houston's about to go through that NFC South gauntlet. Their next four games are against the whole division. So they're about to get rid of the NFC South right off their list just to get that done with. I don't know, man. Like you said, the Jaguars, I'm not sold on them, Chris. I, I'm Their offense looks like shit. And their defense, I mean, it looked good. But that was against Desmond Ritter. Like, let's just be honest. He's not the guy. So, I don't know, man. The Jaguars haven't looked like we, what we thought they were going to be. The Colts have looked a lot better. And same thing with the Titans or the Texans. The, the, the teams with the, the two or two of the top three quarterbacks in the draft have looked pretty impressive. Oh, the, the fucking Colts and uh, Titans are going to play each other next week, so we'll we'll get to see how it looks. Plus, possible John Taylor return too, so possibly good good return for my fantasy. Maybe I get another running back in the lineup. So, well, Colts play two division games in. Colts play two division games in a row. They play at Jacksonville too the following week. Yeah, so, so they have- the the Titans will be well. The Colts will be home against the Titans and home against the Jags. So. Line, I keep going to say that kind of figure out who's who's the top team in the division real in the next couple weeks. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think I, Jacksonville's going to get blown by the Bills this weekend. So the problem, though, it's a London it's a, game. It's a London, yeah, London. Game. I, and they're I already, know, they're already I there. It's a London game, and still, and the Jags are staying stay already in London, staying in London. And yeah. the Jags seem to play the Bills tough. It just for some reason the Jags play Buffalo tough every single time they play each other. But. but yeah, I think so. <laughs> but Jacksonville no, I, I just keep... doesn't look. Jacksonville just doesn't look like what everyone thinks Jacksonville is going to look like. I don't, no. it, you can never, you can never tell with teams traveling over to London. Like you'll get like a completely different team traveling over London. Sometimes they look like the worst team in the state of Florida right now for the professional teams. They look worse than the Dolphins, and I think they look worse than the Bucks. Honestly, I, they, they might really not do. even be. They might not even be a Florida team anymore. I mean, Jacksonville doesn't look like their people are. Gonna support I think they're getting the a new stadium. No, yeah. I mean what what I've heard is that Jacksonville doesn't look like they want to support the taxes for the new stadium. I mean, no city really wants to. Like people hate that shit when their taxes go towards the stadium when these billionaires can pay for a stadium themselves. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go Houston, boys. I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I like what D'Amico Ryan's is, is coaching out there. The defense looks really inspired. CJ Stroud is looking good. I'm like like Luke said, possible rookie of the year at the moment. I I think they haven't even got Damian Pierce going yet, but you know the, the trio with Robert Woods, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins looking good. Dalton Schultz got involved last week too. I I like what Houston's coach. I like what they're doing out there. I like what they're I like what's in the water out there in Houston at the moment. They got rid of probably all those masseuses out there. CJ Stroud ain't doing that shit like Deshaun Watson style. And, He's fucking balling out there. He's focused, and he's a hell of a quarterback right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not putting the team in a position to lose the games either. Like he's not throwing interceptions like left and right. He's doing. He's not taking huge risk either with the ball. So he's he's taking what he sees open and just walk walking his way down the field. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's the way to win games. And I think they have a good coach. I think D'Amico Ryans is is coaching out there. Like I said, these these players look like they love the coach. That they're playing for him. They're they're you know they're playing under him. They're not just listening to him because he's the coach. I think they respect him. And I think a lot. I mean, he's a former Texan too, so I mean, he knows how how is out there in Houston. He knows the environment. So, you know, props to D'Amico Ryan. I I don't think Tennessee though is going to compete. I think they'll be a seven or eight win team, but I think that's about it. Yeah, those those red helmets for the Texans look sweet too. Yeah, they're wearing that battle yeah. red. Yeah, this sure looks good. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Tennessee competing. I mean, Tannehill is just Tannehill. They're just that offense is just too inconsistent. If Jags can get it together. I mean, Jags. This this could be their division. Yeah, I mean, they have the talent. They they should be leading right now, but you know that's why the games are played, not fucking played on paper, right? So, but let's jump to the other South division, the NFC South. The Bucks are they running away with this division? You know, we all four three of us start two and zero, oh, and now the Saints and Falcons. We both have jumped to two and two, and then the Bucks did lose Monday night against Philly, but like Luke said, it was a it was right there. It's kind of still close, but they lost. But Bounce back, big win in the dome. Baker's two 0 against the the Saints, by the way. So, is this the Bucks division? I mean, as of right now, I think so. Like the Saints' offense, like it is not doing their, their defense any favors here. Like I get it. Like Carr's probably playing pretty hurt. I mean, he probably should have been sitting down, let Jameis play the whole game. But Jameis went out there, threw one pass, and threw a punt. So. I, I don't know what the Saints need to do on offense to figure the quarterback situation out. Sit Carr for a week or two, get him healthy. But then the Falcons have no like they no passing game with the Falcons and the uh, Panthers are the Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young still trying to figure the NFL out. Uh, he's been banged up a little bit too. But I mean, Tampa's got a they had a tough game against the Lions. The Lions are pretty fired up right now. So at at Tampa against the Lions would be a tough game. And the Bucks have an early bye week too. They're already on a bye week. So like this this week coming up, they're on a bye. Like you said, Luke, they open up yeah. at home against Detroit. I get it. The Falcons don't look like they're better than the Bucks, but still it's a division game. You know, they play home against the Falcons and then they're on the road against Buffalo and Houston. So their first four games coming out on a bye week, it's a pretty good fiery test out there, I think, for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be tight. I it's New Orleans needs to figure out their fucking offense. I mean, Car Pete Carmichael is fucking outdated. I mean, he's playing the same offense that he did fucking ten years ago with Sean Payton. I mean, it's third and two, and you try to throw a deep shot, and then it's third and fifteen, and you throw an under shot. Like not getting Chris Olave the ball, targeted him one time. I think Derek Carr might have been playing injured. I'm not too sure, but like the play calling is just fucking atrocious. And all that's doing is hurting the Saints defense. I mean, we didn't we gave up two touchdowns the first three weeks, and then we give up what was it, three or four last this past weekend to Tampa. I mean, going out there and getting three and out and then getting the defense back on is hurting us. So I mean, right now, I mean, just Tampa, I think Tampa owns a division, but it's going to be a tough, it's going to be close between Tampa and New Orleans. I think Atlanta, like I said before, is that like if they fall behind the lead, they're not coming back. I mean, Desmond Ritter just doesn't look like he has it in him. And then Carolina just, they got a lot of, a lot of shit to figure out there. 
Yeah, I'll eliminate Carolina from this picture. I think it's a, it's a three-team race for the NFC South, like like Luke and you have mentioned. Right now, it seems like Tampa Bay is going to potentially run away with it, but it's still early. If New Orleans can figure this offense out, Chris, I think you guys still can win this division. Your defense, I think, is the best defense um, when it's said and done in the division. I really do. I think. I mean, all all three defenses, honestly, between Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa, are playing good defense. It's not like Atlanta's not losing like like we used to, fucking because we can't score other team outscore them by fucking thirty five to thirty one. So we're we're fucking putting defense or offenses on their ass essentially. We only gave up sixteen against the Jaguars, so it's not like our defense is a problem. We just can't do anything, and I, I think it's time to bench Ritter. We're going to talk about this in a minute, but I think it's time to give either Heineke a chance or, or trade for another name out there we're going, to, we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I think Tampa right now, Baker's playing good football. I mean, this is the football. He's playing for his, his future, honestly. He's playing for – he's on a one-year prove deal with the, the Buccaneers. And maybe do they take a chance on him, extend him in the offseason? I mean, why not? He's fucking in Tampa Bay. It's a, park, it's a nice place to live, beautiful weather, you know, Great scenery, and you know, I mean, Chris. Got, I don't know what's happening with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans next year, but build the team around Baker and maybe get him some weapons. But I think right now, yeah, the Bucks—they do have a big test. Like I said, they have a pretty decent schedule coming on this bye week. So, and they have an early bye week, so their body is going to be sore as hell towards the end of the season too. That's big. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the nail, Mark. I think Tampa has it right now. I, I've been saying it all off season, <laughs> Baker, Daddy Mayfield. Nine plus wins. Now, now y'all, y'all are finally converting over. Like ba- Baker's real deal. Like he can still play ball. Like, yeah, he's had a rough couple of years when he left the Browns. When the Browns let him go, but I, I think he's found himself a new little home. He's he's got his swagger back. But like I yeah, said, it's gonna I mean, be- I mean, even like just taking the bias out, like nobody would have thought that New Orleans offense would look this shitty right now. I mean, with the playmakers yeah. Car has with Thomas Alave. Rashid Heed, fucking Kamara. Like, we haven't even put 19 – we haven't even put 20 points up yet. Like, and yeah, I'm, not, I'm not – blaming. a little more out of Carr. It's not, it's not Carr. I'm not blaming Carr. Carr's doing what he can do. It's fucking – it's the play calling. The play calling is atrocious. And also, I, I'll give Carr not credit, but, like, Carr's just holding on to the pocket or the ball too long. I mean, our offensive line's shit, but, like – the place he does have time, he's just holding on to that ball way too long. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but, man, I don't want Tampa to win the division just because I don't want Luke to be right on this one. I really <laughs> don't. I mean, I mean, but I will say Atlanta and New Orleans still have a shot. It's not like we're out of it completely. but No, we're yeah. one game behind. It's fucking week four. I mean, the division still has a whole – No, I mean, it's too early to tell. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's too early to tell. But, boys, we had some injuries this weekend. Um, couple guys. I mean, look, so Tredavis White for the Buffalo Bills, second year, second time in three years. He's had a big injury. He, he t- fucking tore his Achilles, non-contact injury against the Miami Dolphins. That's a big loss. I think that, like I said, the Bills' defense is deep. They can still come out hot. Higgins had some rib problems. He should be said fine. Pickett will be fine, too. It looks like a, a bruised knee. Fremuth got hurt. Matthew June on Christian Gonzalez, boys, going to miss some time. They Both they out got, indefinitely. Yes. And that Christian Gonzalez having a fantastic year. Matthew Judon's a beast. So some big injuries coming out of this uh, week four of uh, the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the worst I feel about is Christian Gonzalez. I mean, he he looked like he w- he had defensive rookie of the year in the bag. 
Like he was playing lights out on the defensive side. Big loss for the Patriots. Hate to see it. Witherspoon might have, uh, by the way, passed that defensive rookie of the year just through this one game. Uh, yeah, he, he played a very good game today. He played a good yep. game today, yeah. I do feel bad, though, for your LSU boy, Tredavious White, Chris. I mean, like I said, second time he's in three a, years. Yeah. He's yeah, a beast when he's out there. Yeah, could could him, be a career ender. Like the two two injuries in three years, it's, it's tough. Like, he's going to have a hard time getting that next contract. Yeah, and, and then he's a, so – He's still kind of young, though, too. So, yeah. And then a big one I feel bad for is like, I know you didn't mention it, Mark, but like Jamal Adams getting that concussion right away. Like being out over a year, not playing, come in your first game. He first was hyped. Try, he almost got, yeah, he He's got, pissed. he almost got a sack right away, got a big hit. And then the next drive, Danny Dimes nails him in the head with his knee. And the trend, the trend looking this year is if you get a concussion in the game, you're out the next game. That's been looking like the trend so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's possible. game out. That's what, no, I mean, that's what I everybody mean, – like Waddle sat out of game. AR sat out of game. Jimmy G, I mean, they said that he, he yeah. could have played. He was out. I know one of um, Cesar Ruiz, one of the Saints O-line, concussion early in the game. And sat out last this past weekend. I mean, the trend looking this year is that if you have a concussion, no matter how early in the game, you're you're probably going to be sitting out the next game. I mean, it probably probably comes from the Tua thing last year. Yeah, throwing him back in a little too soon. And, and then I don't know if you saw y'all saw it, but that Jamal Adams clip of him yelling at that NFL. Yeah, he was he was very upset. Not even on the team. It was like the medical guy. Uh, yeah. The. Uh, I forgot what they call him. What the, the special the red hat? Yeah, hat. the red hat guys. He was fucking yelling at him. And another thing too, like I'm not saying that this is going to stem because of the you know people are sitting out, but I mean I know we've all been seeing what's going on with Chandler Jones, and we think it it could be CTE. So I mean, do the guys want to get back early? And we're not saying that it's CTE that is what Chandler Jones has, but something's clearly going on, and it looks like. He's having like a mental break, you know, he's having like problems. So like that could be a sign. I mean, Antonio Brown said that I can help him. Like he could help him. So if AB's reaching sure out for can. help, that's fucking an issue. Like that's that's a red flag. That, that's a guy who want to help me. Yeah, AB's gonna fucking teach him how to whip his dick out in a fucking pool and fucking where was he? <laughs> fucking he was in the in Middle Dubai, East I think. where yeah, I was in Dubai. Fuck- where they where they rest you on site essentially. They don't fuck around out in the Middle East with that kind of shit. So <laughs> But I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's why people are taking easy because of Chandler Jones. But seeing it now, it's like, hey, do these guys want to continue to play early with these concussions? Like you said, Tua, he had issues last year. With uh, we are 100 percent sure that it was a fucking concussion on a back injury. So, but yeah, I mean, why not miss one week if you're not fully healthy? Yeah, but I think the NFL is just trying to cover their ass right now. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I mean. You don't want to get sued down down the road yeah. for not taking care of your players. I'm, they better watch out to get sued for fucking terrible refs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's some of these. Let's talk about that real quick. So, yeah, the refs, the Jets game. I know it's the, it's the, that's the high one. I get it. Yeah, they, they did the old NBA move where they wait to see. If it was going to like for the NBA, for example, they'll, they'll, they'll blow that whistle if it doesn't go in. So they get that foul, those two foul shots. So the ref did on that interception. They waited to see if it was going to be an interception or not, and they threw the flag. I get it. I still think it was a correct call. I thought it was still holding, but 
again, they were playing physical all night. They didn't call it. That's the problem is they weren't consistent with they, it. They also missed the, the holding two plays before that too on Jermaine Johnson. That was that was such a bad holding. I mean, I Clear get it that holding. I get it that like it would have just like reset because the defense did get a holding call on that play also though. Oh, but that so changes would, the game though too. It had been third and twenty two or whatever again. So yeah, yeah and they would have got another shot again. But I don't care if that What's, safety that turned the game around, and that was not a safety. He tugged that before the goal line. It shouldn't have been two points. The Jets wouldn't have had that momentum that they had. I don't care what they thought they saw. His head turned before he was across that goal line. So, I mean, it, it goes both ways. It, it did go both ways last night. Just It sucked that the bigger ones were towards the end of the game against the, the New York Jets. Yeah, no, the refs were just – Yeah, I hate to say it. They got, they got to figure out – some way that they like the whole reviewing it in New York real quick, like hey, the, good call or hey, it's a bad call. They gotta figure out something they can do that they can on the spot fix some of these. I think what the XFL did some of that last year. They've done this they, before too. I think yeah, the they, last they, they reviewed it. They reviewed them live. I don't. I don't know why they can't do that with some of these penalties. They're like there's game just changing there, penalties. There's just so many fucking cameras on the field that like I get it. You're like what there's like five umps like trying to watch 22 guys on the field like throw the flag y'all talk about it let new york talk about it and then confirm or deny yeah i mean i i like to implement in like that rule like do a quick like because the guy in the fucking booth can see it in like fucking five seconds yeah just like I mean, a, like a quick look like like 10 seconds max like not over here to fucking get a nitty-gritty like hey if it's clear and obvious, yeah, I'm clear and about. obvious I'm not, call. I'm not, it, I'm not talking like a challenge where you're like looking at fucking every like fucking inch, like frame by frame. It's clear and obvious stuff is what they need to I clean mean, up. But we all know the refs have been bad, so it's hard to just. Yeah. It, it's been like that for the last few years. Uh, fucking Sean Payton had like a huge, huge thing about it where they implemented that the challenge of the fucking pass interference for like a season, and that obviously didn't work because they got rid of it the next season. Yeah, that was just – I mean, I get that. That one was a bad, like – I mean, obviously, that was clear in day. Like, that holding – that call that you mentioned with Mahomes' big run, nobody noticed that until TikTok. Oh, I, I noticed it during the game. I See, I didn't, I didn't notice he, it during the game. Jermaine Johnson's, like, waving his arms up and down. Like, come on. But, I mean, I'd say a lot of the people, like, it went past, past the naked eye. It didn't – not many people noticed it until TikTok got on to it. Because, I mean yeah, – because you didn't even say it in the chat when it happened. Like, you saw, like, I I, th- I thought I, about it. I almost did, but I was. I mean, the thing is, is, like, you have a ref literally standing 10, 10 yards behind that pretty much has his hand on the flag to throw the smallest fucking hold call. Because, I mean, I feel like holding, especially the tonight's game, there there's a holding call on pretty much every fucking drive. Well, like, that's, these refs are looking for a hold. There's articles that have come out too. I was talking about it with another guy. There's holding on. I mean, we could say there's holding on every play, offense and defense. It goes both ways. Yeah. There's flags on every play. They say refs kind of choose when it happens. It needs to be kind of obvious if it's little holds. Like they're not going to throw the flag that much, but if it's obvious and obvious when they have to call it. So it's like you don't want to throw a flag every single play too. That would just slow the game down and it'll just, no one's going to watch essentially. Well, the thing is, like, easy fix. The NFL is what, like a billion dollar company? Make the refs full time employees. Like, stop That's this whole, issue, yeah, like, 
yeah, stop stop hiring these guys that are fucking lawyers and doctors where they have a job, a main job. Like, make these referees full time employees. Hold them accountable for these calls too. Hire me. Fuck it. Don't <laughs> me. Hire me. Send me to a ref in. academy. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw some flags. I'll be decent money. Fucking hang out with the athletes before and during the games and all that. Fucking watch football. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's a good me, gig. Don't let me ref a fucking Falcons game though. Until I'm <laughs> until I'm into the game and I'm like sitting there amazed by these athletes. I forget to do anything. They're looking at me like, "Hey, what'd you see?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, dude, I'm watching the game. My bad." Well, sorry, I got this guy on my fantasy team. So touchdown. Let's go. Make yeah, sure your make sure your go. mic make sure your mic's not on when you when you uh, fucking say that shit because you don't want to get caught doing that. But uh, yeah, I think I think the refs in all sports they're an issue. It's just the way it goes. Boys, we met, I I kind of teased it earlier. I think there's four quarterbacks out there right now. You have Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and Kirk Cousins. Is it time to trade or bench any of these quarterbacks at the moment? No, uh, I, I, I mean, it's, it's I think Kirk tough. Cousins. It's so early. I think trade Kirk bench Cousins. Kirk? Oh, no, trade. trade. Yeah, Minnesota. He's gonna walk. You're not gonna get anything for him. You're not gonna win anything this year. Now, I'm not saying this because I'm a Falcons fan. But a team like Atlanta would love a Kirk Cousins. We have a young core. We have a good defense. You have a run game. The pressure's not going to be f- solely on Kirk Cousins to get Drake London and Kyle Pitts and these guys the ball. It would benefit Kirk Cousins to be there. And maybe he'd be a, a starter for three or four more years. He's only 34 at the moment. He can play until his little later 30s for, for a team like, like the Falcons or teams that need a quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins should be traded. You get some. You're gonna get. You get draft capital out of them too. You probably get a second or third round pick for Kirk Cousins. I don't think. I don't think the Vikings are gonna tr- trade him. I mean, he's. It's not like he's shitting the bed offensively. I mean, he's balling out on the offense. It's the defense that's pretty much fucking terrible right now. And Madison fumbling four times a game doesn't help them either. I know Kirk Wait. Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins is throwing some interceptions and stuff too, but. I don't. I don't see the Vikings trying to move him. I see the Vikings trying to maybe re-up him. Um, Desmond Ritter right. definitely, definitely get out of. Yeah, the Vikings, like their their start of the schedule wasn't wasn't easy. Like they played like probably some of the better offenses this year too. Besides that, besides the Panthers, but they they still have a pretty tough stretch. Like they got the Chiefs next week, then they got an easy game against the Bears. So I think the I think the Vikings don't trade him just because they they stay. They probably still think they have a shot at the playoffs. Like they oh, could, they still, do, but they, they could easily trade. go on a run. They I don't think easily they, they go on will. a run. Like, yeah, they could go on a run, but I don't. I don't think they should. I don't think they're going to trade them, but they should. Like that, I just don't think they're going to do anything you there. You're just going to waste you, them. You're you going to waste Kirk Cousins. No, I think Kirk Cousins. I said Kirk Cousins should have gone to the Jets a couple weeks ago. I think Kirk should be out the door. Like you're not going to win with him right now. You're not in a win now mode and. I'm sorry. Like he's just gonna. I think he's gonna walk next year. I really do. I think he's up. But in their eyes, they're in a win now mode. Yeah, they're they're so they still think they guys like they can go on a run. I think like they're they have one of the top offenses in the NFL. It's just the defense got to figure it out. Besides their fucking their turnovers. Offense didn't look great last. Offense didn't look great last week. By the way. That's no, good Justin, Justin had me two touchdowns, so it's good enough. Oh, yeah, he, he, he had his two TDs, but <laughs> Kirk Cousins didn't have a phenomenal game. The run game was – I mean, I know Madison almost had 100 yards, but Hawkinson only had a couple catches. I mean, Addison had zero. I don't even even had a target, to be honest. Oh, JJ had six, you know, and two tutties. 
But I don't know. I'm not saying like Kirk don't, Cousins is an don't issue. Don't take Kirk. Don't take Kirk Cousins away from me. I'm and not saying don't. Kirk. I'm not saying Kirk is the issue. I'm just saying like they're not going to win with him. So it's like, hey, let's let's get something out of him because he's probably. I think he's walking. That's the my. That's why I'm saying that. If he doesn't walk next year, then fine, keep him. But you better hope he he resigns. I don't think he will walk. I mean, he's comfortable there. His family set up there. Like you could see in the Netflix documentary, he he has a routine there. I don't see him, yeah. and he's at the end of his career. Like I right think, now, he's coasting. Yeah, even if they draft a rookie, they're probably gonna want to sit behind Cousins for a season at least. Well, they, so they he's at least probably another season this year. They drafted a BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall. Yeah, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be the guy though. Come on. He could be. I mean, Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, he could be Look at Brock Purdy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brock Purdy. <laughs> But yeah, I, should Mac Jones I, be benched? So yeah, Mac, yeah. Mac Jones I mean, is a tough, he was Mac Jones is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was benched last think, week. He was benched last I mean, year. Both, Forget that. He was benched last year for a game. I exactly played well last season too. Well, last last year, last year he definitely was benched. I mean, I don't know if I believe Belichick that they just pulled him because like the game was over. But Mac Jones is a, in a very very interesting spot, like the same spot that Zach Wilson was last year. Like he's not very good, but it's like you you already put in high draft capital in him. So do you keep trying to play him or what? I mean, he's he's going to have to start again this week. I mean, he's already starting. Yeah, Bill already said he's starting. Yeah, they're playing. The Saints. Oh man, God, yeah, that could be an ugly game. On it's gonna be probably low, probably pretty low scoring game. Take the under. I mean, if we get if we get our secondary yeah. back, we're hurting. We're hurting. Oh, it's they're, still, hey, still they're hurting scoring. right now too. They lost Judon and yeah. Gonzalez, so that, it's not like they they're do. not hurting right now. And they have Mac Jones at quarterback, so it's not like they're looking looking phenomenal right now. Yeah, but probably have Juju on that beat over there. I mean, no, the thing I mean, is, is like, what what better option do you have right now? Right? Like they know they know that they're not going. Zip it, like, Zach. off. Yeah, it was Zach. Give the kid a chance. Touchdown leader of the NCAA. And they they tried that last year, and he came out and threw what like three interceptions right away. But he also didn't and have they an put Mac Jones back in. Yeah, but now he's got Bill O'Brien calling plays. Let's see what he can do with old Bill. Bill old O'Brien's Bob. not. Bob stuck in Alabama with fucking I mean, five stars everywhere. I mean, Alabama's OC's sucking this year, so I mean. It's not like I mean they did have a big win, but their offense hasn't been really that great this year neither. I don't know. I, I think Bob's been a good offensive coordinator. I mean, I guess we're also judging he had, he had Tom Brady for a little while too in New England too. So we forget about anybody that. could. I would have looked great. Yeah. I would got a job <laughs> after that. But no, I'm not saying that Kirk like said should be traded. I just I or he's going to be traded. I'm not saying he's the issue in Minnesota. I'm just saying you better hope he resigns because if not, you should trade him now to a team that can maybe turn their season around a little bit, like the Jets, like the Falcons. There's a couple teams right there that could turn their season around with a quarterback. I mean, I can see the Jets definitely because, I mean, they have all the key pieces to compete right now. And the if A-Rod the thinks... Is, the Vikings got to pay part most of his contracts. The Jets don't have the money. That's the only yeah, issue. Yeah, I don't know how much he owes right now. So. I think he, he's yeah, they, owed $35 million. Rodgers quite a bit, too. A Rod's getting paid a lot. So, now, yeah, he is. And A Rod, I mean, 
A-Rod might say he's coming back now, but if Kirk Cousins is balling in December, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming. He ain't fucking taking over that team in December, not with coming off an Achilles injury. A-Rod so. was so mad out there in that that sweet all that, by That himself. sucks. Like, that, that sucks. Like, whole training camp all hyped up, new place, getting your groove and fucking fourth play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad too. You're you're in the you're in the owner's box, and then a couple boxes over is Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, fucking Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Brittany Mahomes, all hanging out, and you're over here with an old ass owner. I'd be a little upset too. I mean, I wouldn't be upset. They're making, I mean, maybe I don't know. Man, he's what, making forty five million this year. No. Just sitting there, no, watching not, him not too upset. Game. Yeah, watching. Oh yeah. Game. He's just chilling up, boys. It's time for our weekly overreaction part of the show. Some big things happened this week, so I'll start off. I think C.J. Stroud broke the Ohio State quarterback curse. I think Ohio State finally is going to have a successful quarterback for years to come. I think that the Houston Texans are going to get to the playoffs, potentially win a wild card round game. I think C.J. Stroud is the right deal. I said it. He should have been the first QB in the draft over Bryce Young. He looks better than Bryce. Looks a little better than AR. AR looks better than Bryce Young, but I think C.A. Stroud is the real deal. D'Amico Ryans and the boys are going to build around this guy, and it's going to be a good career for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, I'll follow it up. I think Cincinnati should fucking bench Joe right now. He's clearly oh, not healthy. Stole, stole mine from me. Oh, well, <laughs> I already, I already <laughs> texted you all this. I already texted you all this. You're <laughs> but I think I think fucking Cincinnati should bench Joe Burrow. He's clearly not healthy. His leg is still hurting. He doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He can't move around. And then when you know your O line sucks and you're gonna get hit, then like you're gonna just play terrible. I think Zach Taylor's trying to save himself his career. I mean, he's uh, a mediocre the, coach. Yeah, the Bengals went all in this season too, so well, they, like the issue they're gonna lose, they, they, they have to lose some players next season, which is going to really it's hurt Higgins. them. Well, the issue, Higgins the issue, on. yeah, the issue with what the Bengals are facing right now is that they let defensive players go because they knew they had such a high power offense that can put up points. But now, yeah. well, you Dax have Hills a fucking guy. Daxels look pretty good for the that safety placing the one of the safeties out there. Yeah, I mean yeah, they the only, look good. The only in what, real one good thing game? they have is their their pass rush. The only thing Cincinnati defense really has well, the uh, one Hubbard it, and fucking what the other dude Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah, they they look pretty good. But other than that, their defense is fucking Swiss cheese out there. Their issue is Jamar Chase is always open. I mean, yeah, he's, he's always always open. open. Always fucking open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a hundred percent Jake Browning should be better than a twenty percent Joe Burrow right now. Zach Taylor just needs to fucking man up, bench Burrow. State like save the man, fucking... save the man. Because I mean, Joe clearly wants to play, but he's injured. I've never, like, I never liked Zach save... Taylor either. Yeah, he well, saved his job because they went to the Super Bowl. If, if yeah. time right now, if they would have just a decent or an average year, he was fired. Probably. Yeah. Well, they they also invested way too much in like the skill position, which it worked for a little bit, but now you see it's starting to bite them, where they have to like get rid of their defense so they can get offensive players. Pay Orlando Brown, which I fucking overpaid for a washed up fucking left tackle who's just getting fucking eaten alive. He's just a big ass fucking dude that defense ends are just running right around him. There's a reason the Ravens got rid of him and the Chiefs got rid of him. So there's a reason that he's on his third team in fucking like five years or six <laughs> years, whatever he's at. 
He's he's fucking greedy and he's not willing to compromise on money. He's just fucking shitty. And look now now Bengals are suffering and Joe, Joe Burrow's dying. He was getting lit up last week, and Orlando <laughs> Brown's on the field. Joe like, took some big shots last week. Yeah, he was getting flung around. So I, mean, yeah, I, I said it. I said it earlier. I think they should have benched Joe Burrow week one and maybe week two, just eating a couple L's. I mean, they took the L's anyways, so they might as well just ate the <laughs> ate them and fucking put Joe Burrow back in week three and when he's hundred percent healthy and team probably looked a little different. Zach Taylor's just a pussy. Yeah, well, oh, he's, he's probably gonna lose his job if they, they don't fucking do anything. That's our first. Like, probably, that's our, probably losing his the, job anyways. Yeah, he's got the the best wide receiver core in the NFL with the highest paid quarterback and fucking can't do anything on offense. And it doesn't get that easy. I mean, like I said, you guys think Arizona's and, and push top ten running back? I don't know what his ranking is this year, but Mixon's not a washed up running back. Even you though guys he's don't kind of piece of shit. You guys don't think Arizona's that big of a pushover? So they got Arizona. Seattle, I, Niners, Bills, Texans. They have a pretty decent stretch coming up, so they better yeah, wake I got up. I Arizona winning that game, too. Oh, early early spoiler for tomorrow, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I won't be on tomorrow, but that's my, my upset of the week is Arizona's winning. Damn, so it might just be me and you tomorrow, Chris. Doc is questionable, yeah. so. Hey, let's yeah. do it. The, well, the birthday's tomorrow, you. so. Oh, yeah, it is your birthday, so, huh? Yeah, my birthday's tomorrow, so I'm not going to be on. Well, happy, happy early birthday. Happy yeah, 29th birthday out there, man. I know. I got, got to celebrate last year uh, of the 20s. So, Well, text me your picks. Text me your scores, and we'll, we'll read it out. Yeah. You are leading, by the way, in our picks um, straight up, and I believe wizard. against the spread, too. Fucking wizard over here. Yeah, you're doing good this got year, the, man. Got the fucking script over there. Hey, you guys want to pick your heart too much. Yeah, did the NFL send you that script out? <laughs> we didn't get that copy. Yeah, I got I got to throw a couple of L's in there so you guys aren't getting too too obvious that I'm cut the script back here. But so I'll throw a couple more L's out this week. But hopefully, I win one of these pickups this coming up soon. Like getting getting real frustrated being fucking second, third place. Hey, by the way, pickums. you um you went fifteen and one this week in picks. <laughs> Your only loss was the Colts. You should throw some money down. Wow. And you went 13 and 3 against the spread. Fucking balling. So imagine if you would have uh, did that. If you would have kept All these fucking same. dudes talking shit online about my fucking <laughs> my, my takes. And now look at me. Fucking well, rolling. If you would have kept the picks, you would have won this week in pickums. Um, yeah, no, so. I, I, I fucking I can't not bet on the fucking Bears anymore. God. Don't pick with your heart. Don't pick with your heart, Lou, like you teach us. I wasn't so. picking with my heart. I was picking, but, picking against fucking Sean Payton, which was going good for the first half. And then Russ woke up, and Fields realized who he was. But Russ, Russ believes. Yeah, yeah, he's got to believe. Again. Let's yeah, ride, dude. No, got to believe. Just believe. Got to believe. Gotta believe. Uh, he's probably going to take another outlet next week. So. And you Can't know play what? The Jets. So... Nathaniel Hackett versus Sean Payton. Let's do it. Let's run that shit. And he takes these L's and he goes home to Sierra. So you know what? Who's really who's really losing in life? If Sean, uh, if Sean Payton loses to Zach Wilson, if Sean Payton <laughs> loses to Zach Wilson, Sean Payton should just retire because all that shit talk. Sean Payton should have never even came back. He he that's should it. not. That's what he, what's happening. You talk shit about another coach, worst coaching job ever that he's ever seen. And now he's doing even worse than Nathaniel Hackett. Oh yeah, that's that's tough. But boys. 
excellent episode as always. Excellent episode as always. We miss Doc, but Luke, we'll miss you tomorrow. Hopefully Doc gets back in here with us. Chris, glad to have you on here. We're going to talk some picks tomorrow. So maybe we'll we'll have Luke's picks on hand. I'll let you guys know what he says so we can maybe just keep riding with Luke for the week. Uh, I might throw some notes at you guys too. Just send me the picks. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys. I'll give you guys a little heads up what's going to happen next week. Thank you, thank you. Hey, that's Chris Kavinehart. That's Luke Rule. Shout out to you, Doc. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Boss Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Boss Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.